listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from a cold and, and rainy Edmond, Oklahoma, where I am happy that it's not I'm not in a cold and rainy Seattle, Washington. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from a snowy Piedmont, Oklahoma, I'm Andrew Hoffman. You got snow on the ground over there? Yeah, there's like six inches of snow, man. You're kidding me. Yes, but there, oh, it was bro. snowing really hard. That's it was. Up. Yeah, it was snowing really hard. It was like the yeah. the, the catch on the grass type of snow. That's yeah, nice. it was covering up stop signs and stuff like that. I had to go pick the, pick the girls up from Moana's and it was... Wasn't really sticking to the main roads, but yeah. side roads. I remember not too long ago. Gosh, it seems like a lifetime ago. We were doing a podcast, and you were like, like I don't, we, I don't think you were in Hood River, maybe Cascade Locks, but there was just like this huge. It was like two years ago, the huge snowstorm. You guys got like snowed in. There was just like feet of snow all along the the hood, the canal. It's not Hood River, all along the. <laughs> the columbia river columbia river (laughs) columbia river canal um yeah there's there's a lot of snow my oldest uh said she was telling kids at her her school about the amount of snow that we would get in oregon and they 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 couldn't believe it (laughs) what do you mean like like two feet of snow like what Yeah, you guys got dumped on a few times. I remember that. You were, you know, trying to keep power on and everything. That was a that was an interesting time. So Yeah. Anyway, well it's good to have you back. Uh well thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry to everyone for for missing last week. It was it was me telling Tim, like, I'm sorry, man, I have no voice. I feel lousy and projectile vomiting all over oh, the room. You know, it's it's Goodness. not going to happen. So, yikes! Yikes! yikes. Well, I, I got uh, I got I found somebody in a pinch, and we, we got a show out. It was a little bit different flavor than our usual stuff, but uh, I uh, yeah, 
um, I'm glad that you're back, man. I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad to be back. And this is actually my second podcast of the week. You're kidding me. Would you, would you run a podcast already this week? So I wait, hold on a second. Hmm. So he, were you yester- really sick? <laughs> so yeah, yesterday evening. Okay. Uh, so this was Tuesday evening. Today's Wednesday. So yesterday evening, I, you know, my wife's gone at, at Bible study. And I, so, you know, I'm responsible for putting the youngest to bed. So I, get her changed and jammies and teeth brushed and in bed and I'm sitting down at the kitchen table and my phone rings which is weird because no one ever calls me and it's uh Aaron Smith of the Subtle Cane podcast he's like hey I'm like oh hey how's it going he's like uh do you still want to do a show tonight (laughs) so so uh, I had scheduled the a podcast interview. I'm like, I thought that was next week, but I I think I got thrown off because I was sick last week right. and was thinking like, oh, I've got one more RRN before uh, recording that. So yes, it, it it he was very patient and we got set up and uh, good conversation. So the Subtle Kane podcast uh, it should be coming out Sunday. He said so. Okay. I will. I was to say if it was out, I'd link it in the show notes. But yeah, I've got the uh, got a link in there to his Substack, so Fair people enough. can can see it that way. But I was speaking of which, I need to put our last show on the the uh, Substack. I, I, it's hard. I, I forget to upload the MP3 to two different places. That's one of the the cool parts about the Substack is there's another place for the MP3s to live. But the the other step is the hard part is another step for me to take. I forgot, so I should I should upload that. All right. Well, well, I mean, nothing's been happening, so I'm glad you're good. Yeah, yeah, we it's got just, same old, same old. Uh, we could start with a kind of local story. Sure. Uh, Spider-Man Returns. This was from our local News Nine. Devon Tower climber reaches new heights by climbing Chase Bank building in Phoenix. Watch the Super Bowls out there this week. Phoenix Open, lots of people in Phoenix. So I couldn't figure out how to download the audio from this embedded News 9 video, but uh, Mason uh, Day Champs, Day Champs, mm-hmm. Des Champs, we talked about him climbing a building in san francisco i think it was okay all right so he's a pro-life protester he goes around and climbs these buildings this one's like a whole other level man i mean this one yeah go ahead and go ahead and play the video just for your own okay your own thing it'll show him climbing the one in oklahoma city which is basically like going up a ladder you know like uh fine right the chase bank tower in Phoenix is designed so that you can't climb up it. He's oh my got, gosh. he goes, he has to like spread Eagle practically doing the splits to touch both walls and then slowly like hitch himself up that way. 40 stories. Wow. Would, you know, no net. There's, it was, uh, Quite the feat there. Yeah, but. it is. Wow. 
He gets so, real close to the top and just kind of hangs out. Look at the... I mean, wow. <laughs> Aside from the like strength, upper body strength, leg strength, everything that, that takes, just the... Oh, my gosh. I'm getting, <laughs> getting weak in the knees looking at it. Just I the, know. Just the idea of... I, well, I, I couldn't, you know probably get six feet off the ground like that but i could assuming i could physically do it i couldn't get you know 10 feet off the ground like what he's doing 40 stories up it's crazy and then looking straight down as you're doing it oh did you ever watch there's a there's a documentary of shoot i'm not gonna be able to remember the name of it uh it's it is on the tip of my brain though it's like a clever name but it's this the, the guy who who climbs uh who mountains. free climbs the... Yeah, Mountains Without a Rope. What is his yeah. name? Yeah, it was a great... Did you watch that documentary? I didn't watch it, no. <clears throat> he's, I had a, a couple friends in college who were big into climbing. Mm-hmm. Never really my, my thing. Like, I went to a rock gym once, but... Um, yeah, but Those are fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Free solo. Was I kept thinking Hope Solo because of, I don't know. It's free solo, but it's basically... A, it's yeah, he did El Capitan or... El Capitan. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, with no uh, no ropes, no gear. Just just free climbing. Yeah. And that's probably technically harder than what sure. this guy did, no, but... For, yeah, for sure it is. But, it's, but, but this is similar. He's this, like is like a, same, this is like same class. <laughs> same level. Yeah, yeah, it's like same level. So anyway, if I saw that yeah. guy doing it, I wouldn't be surprised in any way. But seeing just another person out there who can do it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's wild. They arrested him at the top before he had a chance to do his his pro life video, but it was, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's got to be interesting, right? Like, uh, so uh, new. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, Spoiler alert, I've been arrested <laughs> and been to jail. But, like, I wonder what, I wonder what the, uh, you know, when you get in trouble for some sort of alcohol-related offense, uh, nonviolent, and they just throw you in the can to detox overnight, probably a much different experience than this guy. Because, like, do you think, I don't think any of the cops are really mad at him or think he's the scum of the earth or anything. You know what I mean? So I wonder, well, yeah, I wonder if what the, it's uh, like to, to be arrested. And you just, wonder if the other prisoners, like find out what he did like what <laughs> yeah. Wait, and like what, how do the cops treat him did they just throw him in like the same detox gen pop like weird I, like intake system or do they I leave him know. in a small room or they let him like it just i don't know well, it's, just, it's phoenix there's no more uh yeah. sheriff arpaio they used no. to throw you in pink underwear no, in the go. outdoor outdoor jails but uh yeah <laughs> ah, good for him he's pro-life huh he just wanted to get his pro-life message out there Yep. Yeah. Right. So I like it. it. Was uh the other other good news story was uh Novak Djokovic winning the Australian Open with Bill Gates looking on <laughs> one year after he was deported for being a threat to public health for not being vaccinated. <laughs> so yeah. interesting that Novak Djokovic doesn't he hasn't really had any heart issues hmm interesting seems, seems odd yeah i mean he's not that young anymore but one again his 10th australian open 22nd grand slam yeah. and they've got the pictures of bill gates you know of course he could make you could time it to 
Bill Gates hardly ever looks happy, so, but, you know, they're side by side with him kind of scowling out there. <laughs> Got a feeling he wasn't rooting for you don't Djokovic. Think, you don't think so? No. You think he really cares? After his, after his time on Lizard Island and talking <laughs> about his his fake foods in Australia and how you got to fix the cows <laughs> so that they don't put out methane, you know, because it's a problem with cows. And after he gets asked about Epstein and says, uh, yeah, it was one dinner. <laughs> so, so before you we move play on, that clip last week, which one? Uh, or two weeks two ago. weeks ago i don't think so the, i don't think so i think that happened in between Let's yeah i don't i don't have it though but the, the bill gates regrets having dinner yeah yeah no you have it it's in here okay yeah and i have i have a bill gates clip myself so if we're on bill gates yeah let's let's, let's play let's, it let's play some bill gates now one of the issues that's dogged you is is that of your relationship with jeffrey epstein do you regret the relationship that you maintained with him against Melinda's advice and wishes? Oh, I've said that I'm, I mean, this is, you're going way back in mm-hmm. time. But yeah, I, I, New audience. I will say for the, you know, oh, over a hundred times, yeah, I shouldn't have had uh, dinners with him. Um, Epstein had a way of sexually compromising people. Is that what Melinda was warning you about? No. I mean, it, it's. No, I, I had dinner with him, uh, and that's all. And that you regret the relationship, the acquaintance? That I had dinner with him. And, and the relationship between the foundation and Epstein, which There was... never was any relationship of any kind. Um, Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I regret just, my dinner. The just it was like one dinner just like happened ran into it. I didn't fly in his plane dozens and dozens yeah. of times. Millions and of dollars exchanged multiple times. Go to Epstein Island multiple times. No, none of that. It's just like a a dinner just kind of you know, basically what happened to Trump with the uh, What's his name? Nick Fuentes or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> whoever the unsavory character was. That... But, you know, yeah, Bill I Gates. Got, I got to close it out because, I mean, even though I have a Bill Gates clip ahead, I have to close I... it out because he's dead. So you always got to be careful. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Well, he's dead, so in general, you always have to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the the laugh. So in my clip, I want you to listen closely because we got some guy who decides to ask him why he flies private jets and he's concerned about global warming. And uh, during this clip, uh, during his answer, he has about two laugh tells, but also two of the uh, more uh, rare and less subtle uh, swallow really hard as you spit your answer out. Like, where it's like, yeah, where he's thinking like, I don't care. You don't get it. I'm not trying to save the planet. I'm trying to kill all of you. <laughs> What do I care about? My, the emissions from my his, private jet. His, his That's body, what he's thinking. His body belays or betrays him. And he tries to swallow his answers. Ugh. Yeah. What do you say to the charge 
that if you are a climate change campaigner, but you also travel around the world on a private jet, you're a hypocrite. Well, I, I by the gold standard of funding Climeworks to do direct air capture that far exceeds my family's carbon footprint. And I spend billions of dollars on, on climate innovation. So, you know, should I stay at home and not come to Kenya and learn about farming and malaria? Anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea that not only am I not part of the problem by paying for the offsets, but I also through the billions that my Breakthrough Energy Group is spending <laughs> that I'm part of the solution. Did you hear the last 10 seconds? He swallows twice so hard. He's like, doesn't even know. (laughs) As well as laughing twice earlier. The guy's a liar. I don't know how people don't see it. I think a lot of people do now, though. Oh, no. I think, yeah, it's just like what layer of lie do you you believe? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of like the the entry level, like, wait a second, if you really cared about climate, would you fly a private jet all over the place? (laughs) And then you go like, if he really cared about people's health, would he pump them full of vaccines instead of getting them clean drinking water? And then, you know, it just keeps on going. I think going from there. I think, uh, ah, shoot, I should have clipped that. But in the Jimmy Dore clip you sent me, I, I found the episode where he was talking about Bill Gates and he goes on to talk about how, if you would just get people clean water, they would live. Oh yeah, but he doesn't. <laughs> but he doesn't want to get him clean water. He wants to give him vaccines. Yeah, I I love that Jimmy Dore clip because of the because of the sweater the call sweater. out, especially <laughs> someone who's irked by Bill Gates' stupid sweater as much as me. He's a psychopath who wears sweaters. I mean, who is this guy really? He's a megalomaniac. Yeah, anyway. just like Warren Buffett eats his ice cream. Yeah. Well. Where do you want to go? You got some, I know you got some stories there. Yeah. Yeah. I got, so I think it's time to go to it because we can't, we almost can't avoid it this time. Give me a second. There it is. I'll pick that up. Got a couple clips, a couple stories, but I went old school this week. I was telling you that before we started, I have actual stories. Oh my gosh, but it's not in dark mode. Blinding myself over here. Okay. Um, the, <laughs> I want you, so I'm sure you've heard of, even if you didn't look at or see any evidence of these Grammy Awards that happened on Sunday night. Oh, well, if you had to guess what my interaction with the Grammy Awards were, go ahead. I already know what it is. I'll bet you can nail it. I already have that. So you have a story folder, which you've sent to me, that contains the article, which I have in my Instapaper folder, which I saw. Okay. <laughs> but the funny part, that is... So we're both talking about The Vigilant Citizen, which we've been a big fan of for years and years. But I think The Vigilant Citizen article is kind of hilarious in its shortness because there's not much left to say. We're not actually doing... He's like, he's like, see, guys, I told you yeah, it was all like, it was all it's Satanist like ten, stuff. It's like, like 10, 15 years ago. He's like, hey, this means this, which is a you reference. have to like interpret. Yeah, it this is a know. reference to Horus, and when he holds this, this is like the Egyptian god Seth, and this, and now it's like fifteen years later. It's like, 
Uh, this column's extremely short. I just wanted to let you guys know I told you so. They do love they do love Satan. <laughs> it's a devil worship situation. See the, how the guy's dressed up as the devil, the devil with, the horns with horns, horns and, <laughs> and then there's transgender people and, all around him who tr- yeah. consume. It's really weird. But so I see this and I'm like, I'm not even going to get into it. Who cares about the Grammys? Who's going to watch the Grammys anyway? I'm done. I don't care. But then this article comes out and I came across it. This is. I gosh, I wish you could read it. Maybe I should send it to you. No, I'll I'll, I'll do it. But your 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 delivery might might make this more funny. But here <laughs> I'll we read go. it if you want me to. No, I'll, I'll I'll give it a whirl here. All right. The Christian right is having a meltdown over the quote unquote satanic Grammys. <laughs> oh, quote satanic <laughs> from Vice. Oh, man. The Christian right is in a tailspin after the Grammy Awards, not because they feel that Beyonce was robbed of Album of the Year, but because they think the event organizers, in conjunction with Pfizer, were trying to summon the Antichrist. Sam and Kim... Now, listen to them explain what happened and then talk about how weird it is to conclude that this is satanic. Sam Smith and Kim Petras gave a fiery performance... For their of their Grammy Award winning single "Unholy," <laughs> Smith wore red leather hey, while Petrus danced in a cage. Surrounded did they mention who introduced it? <laughs> no, Smith oh. wore red leather while Petrus Petrus was uh, danced in a cage surrounded by flames. Dominatrix s dancers wearing horns and holding riding crops surrounded them. At the end, Smith donned a top hat replete with devil horns and a danced with a cane. Okay. Uh, the Grammys featured Sam Smith's demonic performance and was sponsored by Pfizer, tweeted a far-right congresswoman, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who routinely peddles conspiracy theories. American Christians need to get to work. Satanic panic conspiracies have seen a resurgence in the past decade thanks to the <laughs> rise of QAnon, which borrowed many oh. decades-old themes and fears uh, of the secret powerful satanic cabals preying on children's innocence. You, like this is not even veiled. Like this is so propaganda. Well, it it's so backwards too because oh QAnon. It's like okay, yeah, vigilant citizen was doing these write ups well before anyone had heard of QAnon. Absolutely, satanic panic also seeped into mainstream Christian nationalism in the U.S. The movement deems any cultural or political institutions that don't reflect evangelical Christian values as satanic satanic or antichrist (laughs) this has included everything from school kids learning about lgbtq issues to vaccines and drag queens (laughs) for many right-wing conservatives watching this year's grammys offered an unholy alliance of everything they hate firstly pfizer the pharmaceutical company that came out with the first COVID 19 vaccine was among this year's event sponsors Hmm. And the, the brought to you by Pfizer was literally right after that. Uh, we'll Sam get to Smith. Vigilant Citizen after yeah. this. Then there was Smith, who's been targeted by culture warriors since coming out as a gender queer in 2019. Smith, that's a good career move. So, <laughs> just out of curiosity, had you heard of him? Uh, yes. Her just, her? just, just, uh, honestly, off the. Like just randomly, like eight or ten years, he's been out for a real long time. He's could you of, have picked him out of a lineup? No, probably like, not. Like I, yeah, I think I, I kind I of knew about him five, ten years ago, but that was it. But uh, apparently, he came out as gender queer in 2019, which really was a good career move to keep himself relevant. So instead of being a, a no talent fat white guy, he's now <laughs> a no talent 
fat white guy who's gender queer, and all of a sudden he's performing at the Grammys. Hold on, we have a performance for you. Smith yeah. has since celebrated their playful identity, uh, celebrated their identity, their identity. Oh, oh, he's with, a they. Yeah, with playful, flamboyant fashion. In a Him recent- and the demon. In a recent sexy music video, they wore everything pink, fluffy gowns, and daring burlesque-style outfits. It was accused of normalizing pornography. The disconnect, like the the disassociation, uh, cognitive dissonance in this in this article. Early in the evening on Sunday, Smith and Petrus also won the award for best pop duo. Petrus, who accepted the, I'm probably saying all these wrong, but who cares? Who cares about these people? Who accepted the award made Grammy history by becoming the first transgender woman to win an award. Woo! So when the devil horns and the flames came out, the right became apoplectic. <laughs> Apoplectic. <laughs> Apoplectic, yeah. sorry. Kim Petras left and Sam. Da, 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 da. Turning point, USA founder, conservative influencer Charlie Kirk went on a multi part tweet storm in which he attempted to draw the connection between the satanic themes in Smith's Petras performance and the fact that Pfizer was among this year's sponsors of the Grammys. Kirk was also posted a screenshot of the performance with the caption, Definitely not a spiritual war. <laughs> <laughs> in the post-millennial the far right wing outlet wrote breaking sam smith stages satanic grammy performance with strippers and devil horns right wing commentator liz wheeler also weighed in don't fight the culture wars they say she wrote on twitter meanwhile demons are teaching your children to worship satan i could throw up Petrus and Smith are far from the first musical act to incorporate religious or satanic themes in their performance. Well, that makes it okay. Yeah, that makes even, it okay. <laughs> even Madonna, whom Petrus thanked in her acceptance speech, has previously been accused of hiding secret satanic messages in her songs, in particular the music video Like a Prayer. Oh, really? With the burning crosses. Follow Smith and Petrus' performance. Host Trevor Noah seemingly anticipated the backlash, pretended to receive a phone call from his mother. No, Mom, it wasn't the actual devil, he said. In a pretend phone call, yes, you did warn me about about Hollywood. <laughs> what is this story, Andrew? Like, what, uh, yeah, yeah. what is they this de- story? They debunked it. It's just a... It's, it's, a, it's a QAnon deal, in- bro. Insane panic. Did you hear that Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't like the Grammys? Therefore, it must be cool. It's totally cool. She just made it up. Basically, they just wore something red and they <laughs> extrapolated it all out from there. It's not like there were flames, <laughs> cages. People do. <laughs> dominatrixes it's it's transgender people it's totally fine oh man all right um you want me to read the vigilant citizen as thing? much as you can it, d- it does seem really long and then i have two clips uh one is uh yeah both 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 interesting obviously all right so i saw the this is my actual interact. I had no idea yeah, it was the I'm Grammys. Sure, I'm sure. Okay. I'm interested to hear this because I did, I had no idea either. And I see the, I see someone tweet the clip that this happened at the Grammys. I watch it and it's like Madonna introducing it too, with like clear, explicitly like making references to Satanism in her introduction, like oh the revelers and the just all this different stuff. And obviously very explicit as we'll, t- we'll talk about. So <laughs> my comment to the tweet was like, Oh, looking forward to the vigilant citizen right up on this one. <laughs> and sure enough, he did. So yeah. there we go. But uh, yeah, much. I'm sure he, he, he probably got this sent to him 
Oh my 10,000 times. Oh yeah. my gosh. And, and, and he was like, I found out about the Grammys before the article was out. And uh, like Monday morning, I was like, wait, what happened? Oh no. oh, no, this looks terrible. And then I went, okay, straight to Vigilant Citizen. And I was like, oh, he doesn't even have anything up yet. But after I read this article, I was like, I don't know what I was hoping he would deconstruct. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just... Anyway. Oh. So, all right. Oh, he even references the article I just read. This is going to be good. Yeah. The second paragraph there. Grammy trophies are said to be the music industry's highest honor, and the Grammy Awards are said to be music's biggest night. With that being said, the 2023 Grammy is centered around an outright satanic ritual. What does this say about the music industry as a whole? If it sounds like I'm engaging in a satanic panic, as the media loves to say, rest assured that I am not panicking at all. This is simply the most factual and objective way of describing what happened during the 2023 Grammy Awards. As explained in previous articles, modern award ceremonies are highly choreographed affairs where a limited number of actors are used to carry out a specific narrative. This year, the star of the show was definitely Sam Smith. Throughout the show, Sam Smith carried out a ritualistic drama that encompasses the occult elite's favorite obsessions, the gender-blurring agenda mixed with outright Satanism. Then, other actors such as Beyonce, Jay-Z, Harry Styles, and Lizzo played their part in the overarching narrative. Here's a look at the 2023 Grammys. Got the promo shot with the showing the one eye, of course. Uh, The ritual drama surrounding Sam Smith was timed rather precisely. About 10 days prior, the release of his video, I'm Not Here to Make Friends, caused controversy due to its highly sexual content featuring transgender dancers. Then a slew of mass media articles defended Smith, calling his critics homophobic, transphobic, and even fatphobic. Because he took on some weight. With this perfectly timed media attention, this I guess he wasn't always fat, but he is now. And, uh, the stage was set for Smith's Grammy ritual, which started before the show even started. In my article about the 2009 MTV Awards, I explained that red was the color of sacrifice and occult rituals, and this color code was used all over the music industry. Nothing has changed. <laughs> so, we... Uh, 2009, do you think we... When did our podcast start? We oh. probably didn't talk about that actual article, but maybe not not that particular one. But I remember <laughs> even before this podcast started, it was just like, yeah. Look, I did a show, with Tim and Mike's show, and I was deconstructing Grammys. Like this is satanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the MTV awards. I do remember the MTV awards articles. He would always do one for those. But yep, yep. yeah. I explained that red was the color of sacrifice and cult rituals, and this color code. Okay. Um, at the ceremony, Smith and Kim Petrus quickly won an award for the song Unholy. While accepting the award, Petrus announced being the first transgender woman to win a Grammy. This had to happen. The gender-blurring agenda needs to move forward in mass media. Strange fact, Petrus also mentioned a friend named Sophie who died two years ago. She's referring to Sophie Zian, a transgender artist who died in strange circumstances, slipped and fell from a balcony two years ago. Considering the occult context and the red garments, symbolic of blood sacrifice in occult circles, this mention of a dead friend was bizarre. Remember when Kanye said that people close to celebrities die as a sacrifice to allow them to reach a higher level in the industry? It might not be the case in this particular situation, but the overall energy certainly remains. Pause. 
You and I both watched that video, and that is an interesting video. And it was from several, it just came out this year, but it was from several years back. Kanye leaning out of a car talking about how his mom died and Michael Jordan's dad died and talked about, you know, celebrities dying, which has long been a theory of vigilant citizen and others, that these are blood sacrifices to reach the next level. And in that, in that particular video, he is not wearing a Balenciaga mask and doesn't sound at all disturbed or insane he sounds like he's calling it how it is yeah yeah well he he didn't sound insane when he was in the balenciaga mask either he just was deliberately taking down alex jones (laughs) and the republican party was saying insane things (laughs) yeah all right uh later the sam smith kim petrus ritual was taken to another level as um, as stated in previous articles, Madonna is the grand priestess of the music industry. The fact that she presented Sam Smith's unholy performance was an indication that some occult elite garbage was about to go down, and it did. The performance became with Sam Smith and his transgender minions forming a magic circle on stage. Then Smith makes the 666 hand sign. As a fire burns in the background, it's hell. Smith put on a top hat with devil horns. This is officially a tribute to Satan on national television. Meanwhile, Kim Petrus is inside a cage during the entire performance while singing about wanting a Balenciaga daddy. Despite being celebrated as the first transgender woman to win a Grammy, the cage is a strong reminder of Petrus' actual status in the industry, a slave used to push a narrative. And I think there could be some Gnostic, like, trapped in the... The cage. cage. Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Sam Smith is not in a better situation. At the end of the performance, Smith is consumed by a circle of minions. The message, selling your soul, ends in self-destruction. And immediately after this satanic performance, and I mean immediately after, we're told that the show was brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> the timing of this was rather mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that might be... Are we good? It goes on. That, that's the. I, um, he does analyze other parts of it. Um, Jay Z doing his usual like Hova. Luciferian, uh, yeah. calling himself God stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah, looking like he's at the Last Supper, calling himself Hova, which is weird. Too. Talking about Psalms one fifty one, yeah. which is about him, and there is no Psalms one fifty one. So yeah, that's a good part. Um, yeah, this ain't. These ain't songs, these are hymns, because I'm him. It's the Psalm 151. This is the New Testament, the book of Hove, because he saws himself Jehovah, Hova. Jesus turned water into wine for Hova. It just took a stove, which means it's a reference to his crack-selling days before he got famous. Uh, Also, he's sitting at a table that is just completely covered with food. It looks like some sort of Last Supper, but it's almost like they're mocking all the poor people right. who don't have food. I mean, there's just acres and acres of food. Rick Ross is there. And Rick Ross, if there ever was a tool of the elite in the music industry, it's him. Rick Ross, of course, is given the, you know, he was a, uh, a security guard. This is one of my things I've ranted on earlier in our podcast, but he was a security guard at a uh, Department of Corrections jail facility who was pulled out of it miraculously to put out a multi-platinum album 
which a lot of people claimed was satanic because there were backup dancers who said that they would actually chant hail satan in the uh in between breaks when they were filming some of their videos hmm. and his name is totally a a play on words a google wash a way for people to never figure out that the Freeway actual person who's named rick ross was is still alive and was the one of the main uh, people involved in uh, helping the CIA smuggle cocaine into Los Angeles. Yeah, and so, it admits to that. Admits to that, and the CIA admits to that, and it's a real thing. That all happened, hundred percent. But what? So it's all out there in the open, and I think they're doing this more and more. But this is an example of it. I think Rick Ross is one of the first that I noticed where they come up with some other thing that has the same name and then it's hard to find it. You know what I mean? So it's hard yep. to actually go back yeah. and find it. So you search Rick Ross now and all you're going to get is all these, all these rap songs. You search Died Suddenly and you just get this documentary. Like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on like that. But uh, I don't know if that's one of them. But, the, you know, the Tuskegee Experiment, if you look up that, there's like a whole bunch of references to the Tuskegee Airmen who were supposedly some World War II aces. And that like supposedly washes away well, the and they, syphilis they, experiment. People. They made a movie about it. And yep. there's and then there's dumb celebrities that get it con that get it convoluted and they talk about the experiments on the Tuskegee Airmen. It's like, no, those are two very, very different things. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so Rick, I've I've ranted on Rick Ross, but Rick Ross is the table. It's uh, uh, Jay-Z and if Jay-Z and Beyonce aren't in uh, some sort of huge occult ritual, every time they take the stage, then you are blind. So yeah. that's it. Okay. So in conclusion of this, I have two uh, quick clips, each a minute long. This first one is from, I can't, I don't know if this guy is a Christian or not. I don't think so, but he does a lot of conservative rap. I can't remember his name. I'll find it real quick. But he, uh, he did a video shortly or did a quick little rap song 50 seconds 57 seconds after the grammys came out which i was going to play a little part of here i swear these artists worship the devil you see the symbols in their videos it's not accidental they sold their souls to be famous it's not a debt they can settle just check the lyrics you can hear it on every instrumental these award shows aren't about the music or visuals they're designed to be identical to satanic rituals you buy tickets to concerts you're not aware they're performing black masks and the fans are part of the ceremony the industry been infected illuminati agendas communicate with the youth using messages in our records it's all black magic want to hear the devil play the track backwards this is facts witchcraft in our rap albums celebrities have clearly been cursed research the conspiracy first it's so obvious they're taunting us with lil uzi vert say it slow sound it out lil lucifer there's devils around me close on they mantle Anyway, I thought that was kind of it. Yeah, I can't remember. His, I know who that you is. You know who I'm talking about, right? Let, yeah. me, let me see if I can find it. He, he did a lot of stuff during COVID. Yes. I don't no. always like his stuff. A lot of it can be a little bit cheesy, but... Uh, no. Oh, come on. Tom McDonald? That's no. not him. That's not no. him. Tom McDonald's the Canadian guy. Yeah. Shoot. I don't remember his name. But anyway, 
that led me to discovering this video. And if you remember about two months ago, uh, this dude did a video. He's, I think these are all TikToks, but it's washed through Twitter, so it's okay. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> these are TikTok videos that are posted to Twitter, so then freshly freshly washed, okay to, to partake in. You're not watching it on the TikTok app, so everything's fine. <laughs> um, totally joking. But uh, this is two two months ago when the Atlantic article came out, and he made the video that was like, hey, you tried to eat us. We're not going to forget about this. <laughs> He's hilarious. Oh, yeah, the Atlantic article where it said, like, let's just... Uh, pandemic we just need to yeah pandemic we'll just declare that no one's really at fault and we'll just move on and we played the clip on the show he's like hey no that's like you guys tried to eat us on a a (laughs) desert island and then they took us off the island and you guys are like that's crazy right we're like what (laughs) he's like there's no apologies for us like i didn't try to ruin your job i didn't try to get you fired from your job i didn't tell you you couldn't come to the family reunion Yeah. Anyway, he did yeah. that video two months ago, and uh, he had a moment of genius, I think, on Monday when he made this video. I had no idea uh, that he was a Christian, but holy cow, here we go. Did you see that Sam Smith performance? <laughs> I love that all of the people that are under 30 think they're so original when they come to this conclusion that God's dead and God's not real and conservative values are stupid and family traditions are stupid. But all of the celebrities that they follow that help them come to that atheistic conclusion all specifically worship the Christian bad guy, Satan. <laughs> The song is literally named Unholy, suggesting that maybe, just maybe, there's a such thing as holy. You're not original, bro. You're deceived. Whether you like it or not, everything is spiritual. Why do you think they all do it, dude? (laughs) I mean, it can't be a cool marketing ploy since all the celebrities have already done it. So if this video is jarring enough for you to be like, all right, shit, maybe God's real, do me a favor. Pray right now. Jesus, if you're real, reveal yourself to me and give it some time. And go read the book of Ephesians in the Bible, dude. God bless. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the laugh at the beginning or the laugh at the end, but just the way he comes into it is just like, hey, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> What are you talking about? Man, we we really have moved into a different a different time. Even when we first started doing the show, there was still and especially more so when I was growing up, it was this like, hey, there's science, which is totally, uh, you know, everything's physical, everything was just evolution, there's no spiritual anything. And and there was kind of like new age movement and stuff going on, and but now it's just like open spiritual war- warfare stuff. Like, right, but everybody's know. still hung over from the scientism, because n- nobody's actually yeah. calling it out. I think the average... okay. So if you can watch the Grammys and not see what's going on, which I'm sure you got your booster. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Uh, Then I think that you don't believe in the spiritual realm, right? Like you just think you're just stuck in the scientism thing. Like, well, science will get us. And they're, you know, rock and roll's always been like this. Or, you know, music's always been like this. Because if this always struck me, and this is one of the things that I really keyed in on when I was reading these Vigilant Citizen articles or watching these videos of uh, even Dr. Future talked about this way back in the day seeing like these concerts where people were performing 
it's like if you pulled a person from like the 1400s from the 1400s and then put them in a concert or put them at the Grammys and then ask them, what is this? They'd be like, this is a, a religious ritual. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's, it's clear. It's obvious. This is what's mm-hmm. happening. And that's what that I thought was interesting in that rap song where he points out, he's like, they're doing ritual, satanic ritual initiation in front of you. And we're so dumbed down and desensitized by, oh, scientism and this devil's not even real and God's dead and all this other stuff, like he was saying. But it's like, no, no, every human in history up until this programmed, propagandized state could be pulled from history and put in front of that situation. And they'd be like, ah, I don't know what it is, but it's Oh, they're not- dancing to their God. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> exactly. <laughs> Clearly, they're dancing to their God. Like, you know, did somebody die? Are they hoping to get rain? Like, what's happening? But this, you know, here yeah. we don't... we. We don't, and, and I love what he says in that video. He says, "Hey, everything's spiritual. Like it or not, they're they are doing something spiritual right there in front of you. They believe it. They believe yeah. it. Like it or yeah. not. So anyway, and, and there's the yeah, there's like the Satanist thing of like, oh, we don't believe he really exists. But then it's like, okay, you just worship something that doesn't exist. Well, I just or worship." You know, they say they worship themselves or, or what have you, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the spiritual reality is a lot. I think it's a lot more obvious now than twenty years ago. But I, yeah, I think the veil thinned quite a bit in twenty twenty, yeah. and I just I, well, I and, would love to hear from the person who doesn't think so because I, I don't yeah. understand where you're coming. I really, like, my brain doesn't understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, the. Even if you just like get rid of the excuses for all the masks, injection rituals, uh, the the weird like clapping for the NHS in Britain, yeah. the TikTok dance videos yes. of, of all the the dancing nurses, I don't, you know, which was I'd, which was. Uh... I'm not saying these people were consciously involved in a spiritual thing i'm just saying it was a spiritual thing absolutely which was in the, the dancing dirt nurses and the uh, uh clapping for the nhs all that stuff that was all uh predicted in the uh, uh london olympics 20, 2012 right yeah the dancing uh they're dancing around all these people laying in in beds weird stuff yeah. um shoot I, I wanted to rap on something and kind of lost my train of thought there when i got lost on london but yeah no the spiritual stuff is is all so very real right now and it's it's tough it's tough it's like it's like uh we got to remember who our spiritual where our spirit oh the, that was the other thing i was gonna say uh pfizer sponsored like literally right after the same yes. performance like this is sponsored <laughs> by pfizer and it's like whoa that is weird now that's you, that's brand safe though. If you take that into yeah, that's well, you don't want a Pfizer. That's mainstream. It's uh, like isn't the Grammys on CBS like the you, the most conservative yes. network and and then it's uh yeah brought to you by Pfizer the big. What you pharma. don't want is a Pfizer ad below one of my tweets talking about trying to run every morning because that's not brand safe. What's brand safe is like boom, satanic such and such, yeah. sponsored by Pfizer. So. Knowing what we know about what's going on in the world, 
and what almost every you know half of the country knows it seems uh and in taking into account the demon video that you found or we found from two three months ago it's really weird to see sponsored by pfizer like like over some sort of fiery emblem at the end yeah. of it i mean that was it almost felt a little too on the nose i was like oh gosh yes yeah. <laughs> out of everything that happened i was like oh i didn't expect that yeah <laughs> yeah all that was left was for the devil to like do some injections up there on all the yeah. on stage all that was left was for Travis Scott and some or have Kardashian some people collapse, yeah. you know, take the stage, fall straight backwards. But okay, uh, well, I done. All right, done. We'll, okay. we'll we'll check back I've, in. We'll check back in next year. Uh, we'll talk to Vigilant Citizen. We'll, we'll <laughs> yes, we do. We thank you, Vigilant Citizen, for, for watching the Grammys, so we don't have to. Um, yeah, it's like what what because I. I don't know about you, but I did not watch the State of the Union last night. I didn't either. I uh, I tuned in. I knew it was happening. I, th- I don't know how. Somehow I got tipped off that it was going to happen, but I didn't actually watch it. So yeah. But I have a clip. Let me. What's that? I do have a clip. You have a clip uh, from the State of the Union. I do. Uh, uh, before we get to that, yep. Since we mentioned Jay Z, I don't know when else I'm going to throw it in here. Okay. Um, Russ. So Wilson's Why Not You Foundation raises millions. Less than half goes to charity. Ooh. This is uh, the Russell Wilson deciding to go down the the Jay Z wannabe path as opposed to the path that we certainly thought he was on previously. Um, and it it just goes through the foundation how it's basically a way for him to pay his friends and family, um, and they give away about twenty two percent to other charities and the rest just goes to expenses. Wow. Kind of, kind of sad. And, uh, they pay the guy a few hundred thousand dollars to, to lead it. But he also has full-time jobs working for him for working for Russell Wilson and working for his wife. So it's like, so are you spending 40 hours a week on the foundation or are they just, that's a, a better way of, you know, pay you through that. To, so it was, and uh, Yahoo. So Russell Wilson's not off limits. He's not. He's kind of caught in the middle where it's like he can get attacked. You know, he doesn't get the white glove treatment from the mainstream media, uh, but he. It's like he's trying to do all the. I don't know kind of corrupt shady stuff so kind of sad from the guy who that you know used to show up at the children's hospital with no entourage and just want to see the kids so yeah yeah that was a long time ago now unfortunately so yeah yeah but uh I'll, uh yeah let's let's jump to to your thing oh oh to the to the clip sure biden's state of the union or do you have yep. anything to say about the state of the union? anything else on it um no i just saw some stupid like 
Marjorie Taylor Greene like taking clip. a yeah, taking clip. a balloon. It's like oh, it's, nobody cares about the balloon. She, I don't, I didn't see anything about a balloon. She was it. Oh, there were all these social media videos. Oh, she's going to the State of the Union. She's taking a balloon. They probably didn't let her take it inside. No. She didn't have it in there. But oh, whatever. the balloon from the Chinese. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair share. Some Republicans. Some Republicans want. Oh, let me let me lead in this clip. <clears throat> Biden, apparently, he was kind of, yeah, get this, rambling the whole time, (laughs) and nobody understood what he was talking about. But this clip is great because he clearly goes somewhat off, no, he clearly goes off script completely. And the moment he does, uh, you can see, who is this new Speaker of the House in the background? I forget his name. Mike McCarthy, is it? Uh, Kevin, Kevin Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, that's right. He was... Speaker before when the Republicans had the majority. Yeah. So he starts kind of rolling his eyes and shaking his head like, no, no, we don't want to get rid of Medicare or single pay or whatever he said. And uh, you could tell that he's completely off script because you can actually see Kamala completely like her head change and she winces. Like she's just like half of her job <laughs> is half of her job is just like to hold it together in the background while, while Joe... Struggles, <laughs> struggles to get through anything. It's just anyway. You could tell. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Um, I don't think it was in this one, but I've seen clips of her standing behind Joe, and she starts mouthing what's on the teleprompter, <laughs> like trying to get, like mentally get him to to say what's on the teleprompter. Maybe if I move my mouth in the right <laughs> way, then she kind of grabs his arm or tries. She to has her own issues when it's her turn to talk, but yeah, yeah. But at least she knows how to read the teleport. Okay, anyway. Fair share. Some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. conversion? You know what I mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Do you think he enjoys conversation? Or people converting? I got to understand. So I I think, yeah, conversion, definitely not the right word. No, no. <laughs> uh, conversation, conflict. Is it, is it a tie back to the transgenders at the Grammys? Oh, sorry. I don't I was thinking spiritual conversion, but yeah. <laughs> I enjoy conversion. Spiritual conversion to being a Democrat. I don't know. I, I, I. You see, and I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. <laughs> you know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. <laughs> but it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look. <laughs> so it's when you know he's really lost the room. You know, Look. It, yeah. Look. It it should all be sunsetted every you know, every five years. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like you should have to reauthorize everything. Yeah. Instead of just the the Default being like every department gets a few percentage points more every year. Uh, uh, yeah. Believe it or not, uh, 
Congress and Joe Biden not going to save us. <laughs> but they're yeah. doing they're doing well in their mission to destroy the country. So it's full speed ahead there. Yeah, absolutely. His, I mean, I, yeah, I struggle with what is really going on with him and what the whole idea was. Just to make people mad or just to, to pull a complete Chinese, you know, somebody in China's pocket out and make him the president one day? Yeah, I mean, he was, he was definitely an insider and definitely heavily blackmailed. So perfect, you know, check mark, check mark. Um, but it's just like they waited too long to use the Joe Biden card. Yeah. I can't imagine that the plan was for him to be this inept and, you know, demented. Yeah. So. All right. What's next? You think they, they give him the real boosters? No. There was a clip. He'd be a goner. There's a clip I talked about, and I've never been able to find it again. But there's a, it's like a runway or something, and this girl runs up to him, and she's like, it's like a hot mic situation. She's like, I just got my, my COVID nineteen vaccine, and he goes, Oh my god, are you okay? (laughs) And I've never found it again. And (laughs) and. I don't know. I felt like that was, and I have no proof of that. Maybe I'm misremembering, but uh, no, I think I think they're all well aware, or at least he is. Those 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 people. Oh no! Let me uh, oh, no, let I me run right. through a, a few headlines. All right. So, and I'll mention I do have a Substack out if people want to check it out on uh, Demar Hamlin, but more so using that to talk about what they're trying to distract us from, right. which is the ongoing, you know, vaccine genocide. And anyway, so if people could check that out, but uh, some headlines, former, these are all kind of local news type stories. Uh, former Georgia Bulldogs tennis player, Lily Kimball dies at 31. Um, she was, Let's see, what did they say? They said she had issues with her kidneys that resulted in a heart attack. Mm. Sounds normal for a 31-year-old, healthy, in-shape, former college tennis player. Uh, Let's see here. Sorry, I had these kind of out of order, but uh, there was... No worries. Uh, Dr. Ovita Fuller, she was on the FDA advisory committee that approved the COVID vaccine. And I've got a clip that plays what she said at the time, and then an update on uh, what happened to her recently. What is the clip? Vaccine panelist Ovita Fuller story. Oh, there we go. Thank you. What does that mean for long-term effects? So they are very, 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 very safe. They're, they're as safe as any vaccine and maybe safer than many. 
Um, so yes, they're safe for getting it. What we do not know is the long-term effects after getting it. But my guess, and you know, I, I can only guess because nobody's done that science yet, um, is that even these vaccines long-term won't cause a problem because they're just the RNA. In fact, it was the Pfizer vaccine she happily rolled up her sleeve to receive when it was her turn. We don't want people to get sick. We don't want people to die. And these vaccines do the job. We've also learned this evening that Dr. Ovita Fuller has died. She's the internationally renowned virologist from Ann Arbor who was instrumental in securing the emergency use authorizations for the three COVID vaccines. Dr. Fuller passed away yesterday morning after a brief illness that was not COVID related. In remembrance of Dr. Ovita Fuller, um, she was a temporary voting member of the committee during uh, the entire course of the coronavirus outbreak uh, through its last meeting. Uh, and sadly, she died on November 18th, 2022. Um, we'll sincerely miss her contributions to the committee uh, and our thoughts are with her friends and family. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess she was a true believer, huh? Yeah. Which in some ways I feel more sympathy for the true believers than yeah. certainly for the people that are they're out there pushing it publicly and then they're telling their kids not to get it and they're not getting it. Cuz there's plenty of that going on too. Yeah. Um just a you know, just a story out of Hawaii about uh, a new study has been published that links the increase in heart attacks amongst adults between the ages of 25 and 44 to COVID-19. Hmm. So three years into the pandemic, all of a sudden everybody's having heart attacks because of COVID-19. Okay. Uh, it's heart attacks for this 45 to 64 age group increased by 20%. For the 65 and older group, it increased by 14%. However, it was the youngest age group, 25 to 44, that had the highest increase, 30% increase. That's kind of substantial. Yeah, so, Absolutely. Uh, Roselle Catholic high school basketball player Tariq Watson collapses. Game suspended. Uh, we got some and then I've got the fact check just oh. in case you got the Perfect. idea that you know those the increase in heart attacks and died suddenlies were from the vaccine um, AP news is going to set us straight here I'm ready so I'm gonna read through this let me know where you like when you hear like the debunking part. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Uh, the claim. Two researchers found that more than 1,500 athletes have suffered cardiac arrest since COVID-19 vaccinations began, compared to a previous average of 29 athletes per year, suggesting the vaccines are causing a dramatic rise in such cardiac issues. AP's assessment. False. The researchers cited a number from a blog that lists news stories about recent deaths and medical emergencies among people of all ages from all over the world, some of which were attributed to other causes such as cancer. 
The previous figure, meanwhile, is from a 2006 study that specifically reviewed literature for reports of sudden cardiac deaths among athletes under age 35. Comparing the two sources with different methodologies is not scientifically sound, experts told the Associated Press. So we've got unnamed experts. I mean, this is already a great fact check. Uh, The facts. Following Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest during a game Monday, social media posts and Fox News gave air to a long circulating and faulty narrative that COVID-19 vaccines are causing a dramatic increase in athlete deaths. Cardiologist Peter McCullough and researcher uh, Panegis Polycritus looked into this trend in Europe uh, and European sports leagues. They found that prior to COVID and the COVID-19 vaccines, there were roughly 29 cardiac arrests in those European sports leagues per year. Fox's Tucker Carlson claimed in a segment Tuesday night, since the vax campaign began, there have been more than 1,500 total cardiac arrests in those leagues, and two-thirds of those were fatal. Carlson was in fact referencing a letter, not a rigorous study, that McCullough and Polycretus published in a Scandinavian journal in late 2022. Oh, would that be like the letter that said it was definitely not a, a lab-created virus? That it was a... Oh. <laughs> Maybe. That, that, that's still science, though, right? Right. Okay. Uh, that letter does claim that 1,598 athletes suffered cardiac arrest. 1,101 of which with deadly outcome between January 2021 and late 2022, but it simply cites a blog, goodsciencing.com, for that figure. The blog's list is a compilation of news reports, we can't trust those, about recent deaths and medical emergencies, and it includes cases not reported to be spurred by cardiac arrest. Some deaths, for example, were reportedly from cancer, you know, the fast-acting cancer that just pops up and and kills you in a matter of days, like the MMA guy, Stefan Bonner. But, uh, the list also includes incident, incidents from around the world and among people of all ages, including some of their 70s and 80s, not just athletes in European sports leagues, as Carlson claimed. For example, so the list of, you know, 1,500-some people, the list now includes a 71-year-old woman who died at home in Canada and in December, even while acknowledging her cause of death was not known, and that her obituary suggested donations to a cancer charity. It also cites a news story about a 61-year-old Italian athletic trainer who reportedly died shortly after being diagnosed with leukemia. Okay. It's not real research, said Dr. Matthew Martinez, Director of Sports Cardiology at Atlantic Health System in Morristown Medical Center, told the AP. Anybody can write a letter to the editor and then quote an article that has no scientific rigor. Um, I'm just going to just throw this out here that I'm just guessing that uh, Peter McCullough has a few more peer-reviewed publications (laughs) than Dr. Matthew Martinez of Sports Cardiology at Atlantic Health System. I would guess that's true. Yeah. Dr. Jonathan Kim, Chief of Sports Cardiology at Emory University School of Medicine and Team Cardiologist for Atlanta's NFL, NBA, and MLB team, similar to the set of the blog post, it's just shocking to use that as a citation. It's scientific garbage. You can't pull a bunch of media reports. He added... Noting that in some cases, a clinically determined cause of death or health issue isn't released because it's private medical information. All right. You get the idea? Is he convinced yet? Uh, no. 
<laughs> fact check false fact i mean they, they, they're just uh, how did you guys you know, come up with this no one reads these whole things they're just like oh oh look it was fact checked it says it's false okay that really is enough for a lot of people i've come to yeah it's i, I did see somebody post a fat like a someone posts something on twitter and then directly below it was like a fact checked and it says that you know what you just posted was fake and the the guy was like fact check what are you 12 get that out of here (laughs) (laughs) oh man got him yeah yeah i don't know you know what when did we start needing fact checkers when guys like you and me decided to start talking about the news yeah i (laughs) wouldn't People started doubting what they were told on the evening news, I yeah, think. But. Turns out. And then it's like the, I believe it was the Facebook fact checker was funded mainly by uh, Johnson & Johnson. Oh. A very neutral party when it comes to COVID vaccines. Yeah. 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 No, no need. No need to, to, to fact check. They, they they don't have they don't have any ulterior motives for fact checking. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, before we move on, I just wanted to play this uh, flashback clip from Cole Beasley, who was oh. uh, like Demar Hamlin plays for the Buffalo Bills. But this clip is from back when they were trying to get all the uh, players to get vaccinated. So he's there in his stupid mask, which you could tell he just hates. Uh, that he's forced to wear, I th- believe in particular because he was not vaccinated. They had all the different rules for the the unvaccinated as opposed to the vaccinated. This was during that time period. So uh, Cole Beasley flashback on the vax. During that uh, uh, Jewish Nazi death camp trial period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean for law? Oops, sorry. <sighs> I wanted to start this off by saying I'm not anti or pro-vax. I'm pro-choice. With that being said, the issue at hand is information is being withheld from players in order for a player to be swayed in a direction he may not be comfortable with. When dealing with a player's health and safety, there should be complete transparency regarding information that is vital in the decision-making process. Without having all the proper information, a player can feel misguided and unsure about a very personal choice. It makes a player feel unprotected and gives concerns about future topics regarding health and our ability to make educated decisions. With regard to our overall safety, we have to know we are armed with full knowledge and understanding that those who are in a position to help us will always do that based on our individual situation. Some people may think that I'm being selfish in making this a me thing. It is all about the young players who don't have a voice and are reaching out to me every day because they're being told if they don't get vaxxed, they'll be cut. Agents are being told by teams if they have unvaccinated guys, they will not be given opportunities as of now to be seen in workouts. So once unvaxxed players get cut, they're losing a dream. They have worked their whole lives um, for over a vaccine that has proven to not keep people from contracting COVID, as we've seen. (sighs) And he he was dragged in like the ESPN type media. Yeah, because he's white. Partially because he's, he's, oh, he's white. so he's, selfish. He's, he's, stood he's, he's up, stood spoiled. Up he went against yeah. the grain, and he's white, and he's uh, country, and he's you know it's like that's it's open season on 
That's what, that's what, Tyler, what Tyler said in the podcast last week. The only, the only group of men you can, the group of people you can make fun of are white cisgendered males. Yeah. And Cole Beasley's an anti-vaxxer. So, um, I remember they, that. I remember that time period well because uh, I had, uh, and I'm definitely not a sports athlete or a superstar like Cole Beasley, but I had, you know, some of the girls at the dealership that were, you know, receptionists. Hey, can you help me write a uh, an objection uh, yeah. to you know? For, and if I need it for my employment, I'll do it. But you know, because I'm applying to college and. Even though it's online for both semesters this year, they're making me say I got you know prove whether or not I got the COVID vaccine. So I helped a couple of the the girls read their letters, made pointers, and and uh, helped a couple of the girls there do that. I mean, I, I remember this time very well. This was a, a strange yep. time. <laughs> yeah, and Demar Hamlin is exactly the type of player Cole Beasley was talking about. Absolutely. Sixth round pick, you are absolutely. On the cusp you're probably more likely not to make the team than to make the team. Mm -hmm. They already had some pro bowl players in the secondary and it's like, you know, and this is the year, this is his rookie season when all this was going on, you know, a hundred percent. He took the vaccine, but yes, 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 yes. And, and that, but now they goodness, try to say, "Oh well, we left it up to the players; it's their thank choice." Thank goodness yeah. now, thank goodness now he's he's alive and he made it through. Ah, yeah, yeah. Supposedly, <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, um, disappearing neck tattoos and all. Did I apologize if you mentioned this already? I, I don't think that you have, but uh, the the yeah, because you were sick. So no, we haven't. We haven't talked about the number two story in your folder here. The Demar Hamlin and the eugenics crime of all time. Oh, I well, I I mentioned it. Yeah, the um, my Substack. So, yes. Yeah. Well, it's a great title. You know, I know you don't you don't think that you're the best title writer, but I think that was a great title. Well, it was a it was a moment of inspiration. Uh, the working title was not so good. So this was I'll give some credit to. Uh, the editor for helping me with uh, with some is. stuff towards the end, and then that inspired the title. So, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I uh, I get it. Um, what was I going to say about this? Oh, um, I had a I had a title that almost went viral to one of our recent episodes. I, I titled oh, yeah. it, I titled it <laughs> "Lied Suddenly," and it felt like somebody else was like, "Hey, <laughs> that's a great idea." It was a weird deal. Yeah, what? Uh, who was it that put out "Lied Suddenly"? Uh, oh, it was that No Agenda episode? Was it? Right after, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I think know so. That. I thought it was a post poso poso tweet or something like that. But anyway, uh, moving right along. I'll find it. I don't know. Uh, should we thank some people or just keep it moving for now? Oh, we could thank some people. I've got... Um, we have two th- shows worth of people to thank. Yeah, let's let's thank some people. Oh, man. See, see, I pushed you into it and I hadn't quite loaded my... <sighs> Shoot. 
Do you want to do the Revelations Radio News? Can do you want to do your version of it? Do you want to do? It? <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Where do you want me to sing it? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Please do it. Do it. Revelations Radio. Sing along with the. <sighs> oh man. Okay. So I am I supposed to have a folder to look at? No, no, no. This, this is still the. It's a shared sheet. But I can send you a link. I'll send it right now. Okay. Do 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 do. Andrew Hoffman. There you are. Okay. Let's take a look here. So we have two shows to do. So I will start. Um, Revelations Radio News, episode 307, which of course was me and Tyler uh, talking about being dads and health and stuff. And of course, that was sponsored by or contributed to by Danny from Medford, Oregon with $25. Thank you, Danny. Caleb. Uh who is from Batavia, Ohio, who came in with $33. And he had a great little note. He says, please pray for... And I should have clipped this. I had intended to clip it and just forgot. Please pray for Adam Curry from No Agenda. Just listen to him on Joe, uh, Joe Rogan Experience. And it seems like the most, high spirits, the most high spirit is working on him. I pray that it continues. Thank you, Andrew and Tim. Love you both. So thank you, Caleb. Amen to that. Yeah, I was. I just kind of saw clips, but yeah, I mean, it's Joe Rogan's not the easiest person to talk to about Jesus, especially if you're, you know, like in a a real like Jesus is changing my life way. So good for Adam Curry. It was good though, Joe. I think yeah. Joe handled it really well. I think it was it was all it was all good. I mean. Joe got somewhat distracted at a couple different points, but he let, yeah, I think he really respects Adam and Adam was mm-hmm. really kind of leveraging that. And it was, it was great. I enjoyed that episode thoroughly. Uh, I always enjoy when Adam is on, but I especially enjoy when Adam starts talking about Jesus and it's like right. bringing up books like, uh, evidence that demands a verdict. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, who knows? Maybe some want- kid of the millions and millions of kids out there that listen to it. What book is this old guy talking about? This evidence demands a verdict, and somebody goes and reads it from that. I mean, very cool stuff. Very cool that you know. And Adam has come a long, long way. I think that uh, you and I have always listened to No Agenda, and mainly for Adam, uh, as opposed to his co-host. Not that we dislike him, but he's kind of not always our we, cup of tea. There, there's no character arc with jcd there's, there's no just like he, it's always he, he's just this, the same but with adam yeah he's gone from uh being married to like the kind of photographer liberal gal and kind of being much more on that end of the spectrum to um you know gradually opening up to christianity and then thanks to i think mainly his wife now um, really seems to be diving in on it. So One of the great. things I've always said about Adam Curry and that I've really liked about him and why I've continued to listen to No Agenda is he appears to be an actual genuine seeker mm-hmm. of information. 
And yeah. when you are an actual, genuine seeker of information and willing to consider things and letting go of your preconceived notions or biases, that's a good place to be. Because <laughs> eventually you end up at, oh, wait a second. The, the Bible's right about everything. Wait a second. So what's going so <laughs> Actually, then you end up with my buddy with the, uh, do you guys really think he came up with this whole Christianity's dumb and conservatism is dumb and they're doing rituals in front of you on your own because <laughs> yeah. you didn't and there is an answer to this but I love the end of that he actually does a call to the gospel pray pray to Jesus to reveal himself sit back and wait and read the book of Ephesians good luck <laughs> yeah. God bless but that, that is the answer right you start watch, watching a bunch of people worshipping Satan on your TV for the Grammys you're like wait a second <laughs> yeah so if God's not real, what are you guys doing? Like, what's happening here? This just all looks wrong. Anyway, uh, moving right along. Next up, we have Robin. Robin is from Parts Unknown, and he or she sent us uh, $13 through Give, Send, Go as well. And a little note that says, love and light. So <laughs> thank you, Robin. Obviously a NA listener as well. Yeah, must be a no agenda listener. Uh, we don't know if that was a... Ironic or unironic, love and light. <laughs> Next up, we have Rick, uh, also from Give, Send, Go. Uh, Parts Unknown is where they are from. Donation comes through as $11. Thank you, Rick. And then our last donation, well, I guess just for the month of uh, January, is through PayPal, and that was from Michael. Michael sent us $44.44 from Parts Unknown. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. You got the, the list pulled up? I do. That's all that I see on there. Oh, we are oh. in February now, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, so you got to okay. do a whole chapter okay. break type of deal thing there. All right. All right. I don't, I don't know what month that is listed, but uh, we are in February now. All right. Oh, did I? Is it, how do you spell February, Brody? Uh, you just got an, ex, you got an extra... Uh, R and an extra A in there. <laughs> so you're only two letters off. That's, that's, awesome. that's awesome. It's like in the bottom, and then it, there's no spell check on it because it's the tab. And ah, I'm, you know, it's hard for me <laughs> no to words. do all this math, add all this stuff up. <laughs> Give, send, go takes 2.7% plus 30 cents per transaction and subtract that out and divide by two and make the column. And at the end, it's just like, what month is it? Uh, February. <laughs> <laughs> So go ahead. Sorry. All right. So from Caroline in Los Angeles, California, sent us $5. Thank you very much, Caroline. Caroline, who I cannot apologize to enough for some reason. On the Give, Send, Go side, some of that stuff comes through as anonymous on the front page, but doesn't come through as anonymous on the back page. So I can never tell. She was concerned that we weren't, uh, no, weren't getting. Post- I wasn't. I literally was. We are getting the money, yeah. but it, she was concerned I wasn't posting her credit, and I certainly wasn't. She threatened to draw a cartoon and send it to me, of which I responded, "I did give you credit, and I would appreciate a cartoon." So we'll, <laughs> let's see if she, we'll see if she follows through on her threat. So my apologies, Caroline. And Caroline has donated several times in the last couple of months. It's oh yeah, absolutely. Hundred bucks, fifty bucks. This time it's five bucks, but. Caroline out there in the great city of angels, Los Angeles, California. The once great city, Los Angeles, California. (laughs) Dude, do you think, do you think like Los Angeles in the 1950s was like the peak of, 
American civilization. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there, I wasn't but, there uh, but it seems like a cool time to be there. You can't beat the weather. Yeah. And if it was, you know, <laughs> clean and stuff, then it probably was yeah. the place to be. But uh, all right, I'll I'll read a couple here. Uh, Karen from Garden City, Missouri, or Garden City Farmers, sent us fifty dollars. Thank That's you much. Right, I put the Thank Garden City much, Ranchers is how I put that on the uh, on the episode itself. Oh yeah. And uh, Robert sent us five dollars. Thank you very much, Robert. Kyle sent us $10 from Newton, Massachusetts. Thank you very much, Kyle. We got an anonymous $5 donation. Actually, two of those through Give, Send, Goes. Thank you very much. And Autumn, a recurring donation through PayPal, sent us $5. Autumn from Snoqualmie, Washington. Thank you very much, Autumn. And for today's episode... uh, on February the 5th, we got a $25 donation from Danny on my birthday. Thank you very much, Danny. I know. I, for, I, I somehow and, missed your birthday, my friend. And uh, my I probably would have mentioned it last week, but I, you know. Sick as a dog. I was sick as a dog. But uh, my phone. I need to put that in my phone right now. <clears throat> uh, Christy, I recognize Christy. Christy's name there. Christy sent us a P.O. Box donation of $40. Yes, Christy from Manchester, Manchester and New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. Do you have so, a, was there a note? Or? No, she does the bank check, but her name has been Christine. We've been calling her Christine forever because she's been a P.O. Box donor and has even sent some larger donations along the way. And on one of the recent uh, messages, she, she called herself Christy, so I'm correcting the... Let's go with Christy, yeah. Go with Christy, yeah. If... If you contribute to the show, we will call you whatever name you would like us to call you. Next up, we've got uh, Caleb. Our buddy Caleb sent us $25. Caleb from Batavia, Ohio. We've got a couple Calebs. But, uh, he says, Missed my buddy Andrew, but Tim, thank you so much for episode 307. Very encouraging, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Great feedback there. Uh, Anonymous through Give, Send, Go sent $100 from Parts Unknown. Thank you very much. And Penny sent us $20 from via PayPal. Uh, Penny from Mesa, Arizona, where there is a lot of people in the valley this week. Oh, boy. The freeways are going to be busy. But What's, What does that mean? What's happening? It is Super Bowl week and oh, the right. Phoenix Open Golf Tournament, which uh, the attendance at the Phoenix Open Golf Tournament hit 750,000 last year. Oh, wow. So over the four days. so It's your old stomping grounds. You used to live out there. Yep. Used to, went to that tournament a few times. So it, the reason so many people go is you can almost always get a free ticket. So hmm. Your birthday was the 5th? It was indeed, yes. Mm-hmm. You um, turned 20, 32, 32, 30. 41 years old. 41? Yeah. I didn't realize you were two years younger than me. Well, a year and a half. Year and a half. Good for you. So, and. Happy belated. So, I was, birthday. you know, last t- 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, sick as a dog, started feeling better Friday, Saturday, and by Sunday I felt well enough that I, I went and played golf and you know, it was beautiful weather, played golf on my birthday, so that was nice. That is cool. Good good deal, man. Where'd you play? Did you play your, your usual? No, I I've been uh going down to Lake Hefner yeah. golf club, which is awesome man like right on right on the lake it's beautiful out there yeah it is is for a public course that costs nine bucks you know that's where i ran my 14 miles a couple a couple weeks ago ran around the ran around the lake yeah oh that's awesome yeah i told somebody about the run around the lake he's like which way did you run i said i told him I ran clockwise. He said, "You got to go. You got to go counterclockwise. You'll be like three, four minutes faster." He's like, "It's too. It's just windy the way you ran it." You oh, interesting. Run it this way, I was like, "Well, oh, it's interesting. Huh. It's a good tip." So we we were. I was playing in the evening, um, and I was playing with a couple guys, just kind of randomly paired up with out there. Uh, it's kind of a fun fun group, but. Um, so we're coming up the last hole, which was the ninth hole. And the moon is coming up like right over Lake Hefner. And the oh, thing is yeah. huge. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, pointing it out. And they're kind of like, yeah, dude, it's the moon. Like, and I'm like, well, you know, in Oregon, the moon does never <laughs> looks like that. Like never, ever looks like that. So That's it's awesome. like four times the size visually is what what you see in oregon so yeah my my son was like dad dad you got to see the moon you got to see it i came out i was like oh wow it's it's you know when it's beautiful man is that i've been getting up and running in the morning and uh it's it's, it's sunrise awesome. yeah not yeah. even sunrise just in the dark i'm running like five six in the morning running along the cart path and just a big old moon above my head yeah yeah watch the rabbits scurry as i run through the <laughs> run through the neighborhood yeah our our youngest has there are occasionally rabbits in the backyard mm-hmm. but she'll just like point like rabbit rabbit <laughs> and then you look and there's nothing you know it's like i don't know if she's just <laughs> messing with us but <laughs> but we have seen rabbits out there so you know yeah. all right And uh, on on that note, speaking of my youngest child, her surgery oh, to get the yeah. ear tubes in yeah. was rescheduled for this coming Friday. So you will probably, depending on when you listen to it, uh, Friday the tenth. So prayers are are much appreciated there. So. Yeah, my apologies for ending the the, the donation segment early there, but uh, yeah, big big week big week for her. She's getting the tubes put in and uh, you were able to pay for the outstanding medical bill via some of the extra donations we had yeah they uh, they wanted the money up front so they're like oh no you're it'll cost more with your insurance so just just pay us 1800 bucks up front so right so thank you guys for the donations that has helped tremendously yes and uh Yeah, none of us are independently wealthy over here. We're just, <laughs> no. just trying to 
Trying to get by. Trying to do it. So. All right. Well, where to next? I've got some some food stuff and some related clips to that, or we can go somewhere else if you want. No, I think food stuff might be it. Let me, give me a second here. Let me open my... I'm trying to remember. Okay. Just looking through. Oh, yeah. Play that, I guess. Are we done with the vac? I got, yeah. I think we're done with the vac stuff. I mean, in some ways, it's all connected, but yeah. um, you know, <laughs> same cast of characters. But I, uh, yeah, I'll, can... I'll let you choose. Either let's we can either move forward, or we have uh, Peter McCullough trying to scare everybody, saying messenger RNA might be transferring. Uh, no, go go ahead and play that, because uh, I did I threw an article in here, or it's like a the proposal from Peter Dashak about uh, Project Defuse diffusing the threat of bat-borne coronaviruses, where you, they talk about spraying stuff in the air, like oh, so spraying like a vaccine type stuff in the air, like oh, goodness. chemtrails. Uh, but anyway, I threw that in the show notes. People can investigate further and see if they uh, draw the conclusion that that might be what it's about or, or not. You know, I think a lot of the virus stuff is kind of a red herring, but what are the risks? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. To the unvaccinated. You know, there was a recent paper. I just have it on my Substack. If, if if you want to review it, if you go to the Courageous Discourse Substack, and the first author is Helene Banoon, a former Inserm scientist. Inserm is a leading research unit in France, and Banoon has summarized this. This is disturbing. It looks like the messenger RNA is transferring from the vaccinated to the unvaccinated now. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a paper by Fertig and colleagues, the messenger RNA is found circulating in blood for at least two weeks and the curves were not going down. That's as long as they look. Rolkin and colleagues has found messenger RNA and the vaccinated in lymph nodes for months. It looks like the body's not clearing it out. And uh, and then a recent paper, this is most disturbing from Hannah and colleagues, JAMA, showed that the messenger RNA is in the breast milk of yes. women ill-advised who took the vaccine uh, during pregnancy or afterwards. So it's now clear. I think the messenger RNA, that's the greatest concern is, was could you actually take a vaccine inadvertently by close contact, kissing, sexual contact, breastfeeding? And it looks like the answer is yes. Now the question on the table is how long do you wait uh, for contact? No one knows. This the, the vaccines, the messenger RNA vaccines for short, They've never been demonstrated to actually leave the body. They look like they're permanent, uh, as well as the spike protein that's produced after them. This is very disturbing. So it's hard to guide. I was saying, you know, 30 days refrain from kissing and sexual contact with a vaccinated person. But I'm now extending that to at least 90 days and and conservatively maybe extend it from a point forward. I know there's married couples and all kinds of of, of personal implications there, but but no, this messenger RNA looks like it's for keep. Every shot is accumulating in the body with no ability for the body to get rid to of it. To remove it. The vaccines, because they stay in the body so long, it looks like they do permanently install into the human genome. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. through recall. It's called reverse transcription. So this is disturbing that not only does the vaccines not get out of the body, but now they're changing the human genome. Uh, this is shown in a human hepatoma cell line. And so it's conceivable that two vaccines. Yeah, Tim bringing the <laughs> the vaccine scare clip. All right, all right. <laughs> it's been, um, I only. This is what uh, the people. It's what the people want. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I don't know, man. I've had I've had that clip sitting in my folder for two months, so that it may have sounded like it was recent, but that was probably from December, maybe even. November. Yeah, I, I recognize that that clip from before. Said so the, I guess my counter argument to that is just the fact that I've I've been pretty convinced that they don't have the mRNA and sure. yeah, yeah. stuff that they say they right. do. So that all could be valid, but it might be applicable in you know two percent of the injections they gave out hmm. as opposed yeah. to yeah everyone who was vaccinated so but uh yeah not something to mess around with no really no. and kind of weird i'm think the i often thank the good lord that i'm married because it feels like a weird time to be out there dating but oh. can you imagine but uh, think. I apologize if you are dating out there. I feel for you. We'll, <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll pray for you. But uh, kind of weird to think that a new concern on the so-called sexual marketplace out there is: Are you vaccinated? Holy mm-hmm. smokes! Uh, that is. It's it. It has gone 180 degrees though to where it was like, oh, you know. Yeah. No, it has. It's. Sure. Yeah. It's a, a strike against um, any men who are who are unvaccinated. You know, I'll only date someone who's vaccinated. Now it's like women lying about being like, "No, I was never vaccinated." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I'm not infertile that I know of. You know. Oh, brutal! So that are. Are you ready to move on to some food stuff? I am totally, totally ready. Okay. To move so on. this, I, this is something we have talked about before, and it's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, but I, I learned some stuff from this little Twitter thread, so I thought maybe other people would learn something too. So this comes from at Really Tan Man on hmm. Twitter. Oh and it yeah, is, yeah, I know this guy. Why is raw milk illegal? Here's mm. the unbelievable true story of how the original superfood got banned and why you should drink it anyway. Raw milk is one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. All mammals grow from helpless infancy to functioning childhood on a strict diet of their mother's raw milk. And raw milk has been a dietary staple of, the most, of most prominent cultures since the dawn of history. In fact, you could argue that early human civilizations, particularly in cold, inhospitable climates, succeeded only because of the domestication of dairy animals. Easy access to a highly anabolic, um, nutrient-dense food is a massive survival advantage, yet today it's illegal. Does that make sense? Of course not. To To understand what happened, we have to go back to the 1850s. Prior to this period, cows were exclusively raised outdoors on pasture, they ate a natural diet of mostly grass, and had similar lives to their undomesticated ancestors. 
Yet as people moved to industrial cities, they needed to bring the cows with them since refrigeration wasn't a thing. But how do you raise dairy cows in an urban center? Dedicated pasture inside city parks? Good idea, but how about warehouses? Where you could, where they could be kept inside all day and fed whatever semi-edible garbage you can find nearby. Sounds cheaper, so that's exactly what they did. In Brooklyn, for example, they kept cows in warehouses and fed them trash and the byproducts from neighborhood whiskey distilleries. This milk was then fed to the local population. By 1850, these poor sanitation practices caught up with New York City residents. In what became known as the Swill Milk Scandal, over 8,000 babies died that year from drinking toxic, tainted milk. Hmm. This was rightfully a massive scandal at the time. So how did authorities respond? Rather than fixing the root of the problem, which were the living conditions and diet of the cows, they turned to the work of a man named Louis Pasteur, Mm -hmm. ding, 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 for help. He discovered that Bacteria were implicated in many diseases and that heat kills most bacteria. After finding bacteria in swill milk, note, there are bacteria Wait, everywhere. Pasteurizes that named after a yes. person? Yep. <sighs> they started boiling the milk to kill the bacteria. It was... I didn't realize it either, so don't feel oh. bad. I was like, oh, wait, it's spelled exactly the same. <laughs> of oh. course, that's where it comes from, but... Um, This is called pasteurization, and it prevented instant death from drinking the milk. Problem solved. Of course, none of the nutritional benefits from real milk were to be found in this garbage-fed, boiled drink. But since people stopped dying and milk producers didn't have to spend money fixing the problem, people stopped complaining. The rest of the country quickly followed suit, and pasteurization laws swept the nation even where no one had suffered from unpasteurized milk because cows were still out on pasture land in most of the country. This effectively made raw milk illegal, but these laws didn't force dairy farmers to make quality milk. They just allowed them to make their abomination of nature safe. If anything, it allowed the dairy industry to cut more corners while claiming their product was safe due to this new blessing of modern industry. So what's the problem? Aside from total lack of accountability for the dairy industry, yes, that corrupt dairy industry, Pasteurization destroys most of the things that make milk, well, milk, which is one of the healthiest things a human can eat. Here are just a few of the advantages raw, uh, raw milk has over pasteurized milk. Uh, bioavailable vitamin A, bioavailable calcium, bioavailable phosphorus, beneficial enzymes, more on that later, undenatured protein, live probiotic bacteria, IgA and IgG immunoglobins, and more. And all these health benefits get burned to a crisp when milk has been pasteurized, which has been legally mandated ever since. But times have changed. Thanks to refrigeration and modern cleanliness practices, raw milk can be produced at small rural dairies and shipped far away. There is no need for pasteurization anymore. Yet the dairy plants, which own legally protected monopolies on pasteurization, would make less money if consumers could get a better quality, healthier, fresher product direct from the farms. So they do their best to keep it illegal. But there's hope. You can still buy it legally or semi-legally if you know where to look. Buying food direct from the farms you trust is crucial if you want to have the best food and the best health and cut out industry grifters in the process. But finding one is hard. 
and he's started a website called at Shire or Shire Local, which has a Twitter account at Shire underscore local. Uh, that contains a large and growing map of all the best small regenerative and organic farms. But I will say, from what I can tell, uh, by all the best small regenerative and organic farms, he means in, like, New York State. Hmm. <laughs> Not so much in Oklahoma. Right. Uh, this, so, but, good idea. Like, hey, and there's the... Um, the other site, um, I think realmilk.com that has places you can get raw milk. So, so anyway, some more ammo for my raw milk complaints there. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I've been drinking a lot of milk lately. It's not raw milk, unfortunately, but I've been drinking a lot of chocolate milk, believe it or not. And, uh, yeah. So the it mentions enzymes in there, and this is kind of a, a little rabbit trail I've been going down, and I've got a few few clips. Um, but I guess before we do that, though, I want to. Uh, this is from a couple weeks ago. Was I had it ready for the the last show? But the Hillendale Farms fire. Okay. This is uh, in Connecticut, where they burned down a, you know, an egg, egg farm, killed a hundred thousand hens in this fire. So just, you know, the tweet was from um, at Rothbard seventeen seventy six. He says the war on eggs is escalating. This is at the same time where Bill Gates is coming out saying, oh, yeah, we can. Uh, he's invested in artificial eggs um, before mysterious egg shortage and price hikes. So he's got his. Let's see. What's the name of the company? Um, Hampton Creek company that's bringing artificial eggs to the mainstream. And. Hampton Creek has since been renamed Eat Just and now sells plant-based meats under the brand name Beyond Meat. Great. And then they talk about the um, cow thing, which we talked about before. But So Bill Gates, oh, why do you know Bill Gates in, involved? You, I, hold on a second. I'm, I'm going to be right back. Just keep keep talking. Okay. So I have another story in here on the, I guess, chicken and milk theme. Canadian government forces dairy farmer to dump 30,000 liters of milk because he exceeded his quota. So they've got, uh, you know, artificial milk shortage in Canada, partially because of government bureaucracy, which says, uh, you know, because of carbon output, your farm is only allowed to uh, put out this much milk and anything that you produce over that has to be dumped down the drain. So I just came across this today. I didn't plan on talking about this, but uh, this is a, a book I'm reading to my son. We get, I don't know, older kid, kind of maybe even young adult books to, for me to read to my son because he's six years old and he, 
he has books that he's reading, but I'm trying to, you know, read. I got this idea from you. You read Lord of the Rings. I think I don't think we're quite Lord of the Rings status yet, so we're trying to uh, to start small. But this is from a book that I read this evening, just a couple hours before this podcast. This is a excuse me, the Wild Robot Escapes. Uh, it's a New York Times bestselling author, Peter Brown. Uh, it's just, just about this. Ro- it's a kind of a cute story. This robot escapes from this farm where it works and it's running away. But in this part of the book, it kind of caught my eye. Uh, a little bit of uh, propaganda in here. During their travels, our friends passed every kind of farm imaginable. Some farms grew crops in vast fields and orchards. Others grew crops in great glimmering greenhouses. Some farms let their animals graze through open pastures. Others kept their animals confined to small enclosures. Some farms had old-fashioned barns and sheds. Others had modern laboratories that made meat, eggs, and milk without any animals at all. Oh, there's so wonderful. To, there the new... seemed to be an infinite number of ways to produce food for humans. Totally a really weird out of place paragraph. Yeah, and just calling them farms. Yeah, <laughs> like, those aren't farms. Well, it even <laughs> those, calls them. Yeah, these are factories. These are, yeah, laboratories. Yeah. They call it. Lab- yeah. not factory, Andrew. It's a laboratory. Yeah. This is, this reminds me of the uh, the the old Crisco propaganda where they said like, sure. oh, you don't want that nasty beef tallow that comes from cows. Like we can look at this nice stainless steel facilities where we make Crisco. And- Bro, I think I told you this. <laughs> I think I told you this the other day. But conservative quit Twitter has gone so far that like they're, they're now there's just girls rubbing beef tallow on their face. So like this is the best moisturizer of all time. <laughs> yeah, I got some. Got some beef tallow in the fridge, so yeah, it's also good I've stuff. been I've been running a ton lately. I'm trying to build up, see if I can run a marathon one of these days. But uh, one of the things I've been doing because I heard it was good for you, and I like the taste of it, and I'm you know on this milk train. Uh, I've been drinking chocolate milk uh, for recovery, and there was a article that came out. What is this? The uh, such and such journal what is the name of this journal European Journal of Clinical Nutrition and uh, this is an article from 2018 chocolate milk for recovery from exercise a systematic review and meta-analysis of controlled clinical trials abstract chocolate milk contains carbohydrates, protein, fat as well as water and electrolytes which may be ideal for post-exercise recovery we systematically reviewed evidence for regarding the efficacy of CM compared or chocolate milk compared to either water or other sports drinks. Guess what? It's better for you than sports drinks. Conclusion. Chocolate milk provides either similar or superior results when compared to placebo or other recovery drinks. Overall, the evidence is lightly and uh, is limited in high quality clinical trials with more well-controlled methodology and larger sample sizes are warranted. But yeah, you don't need you don't need some big sugary or sucralose and laced drink. You know, you could just yeah, drink milk. Definitely better than that. Yeah. Yeah. You could just drink some milk. Nice. Sorry for my tangents. I had to like run away, grab a book. But was, when you started talking about farms and stuff, I was catching fire and all that, I was like, I have to. <laughs> You're indoctrinating uh, the kids, man. The great James Corbett put out a substack on the future of food. It's the future of food is ours to decide. 
if people didn't see that, it was a couple of weeks ago, but check that one out. Well, and on that note too, I want to say thank you for everybody who supported our podcast and please do continue to support our podcast. I didn't do my spiel about us being listener supported, but uh, James put out a, a video similarly. And I, you know, if you guys listen to James Corbett, go support him as well because he, he does a lot of hard work. And if anybody out here deserves it, I know that he puts in the hours and he deserves uh, yeah, to be supported as well. I think the PayPal apocalypse. I think it hurt us donation wise. I think donations definitely were down after that, and uh, still kind of are. Uh, but I think that for somebody like him, I think it hurt him a lot because I think there was a lot, a lot, a lot of you know, a couple dollar subscribers that were like, "I quit PayPal," and it's like, "Oh, cool. Well, how are you going to support James now?" So, right. I I would encourage everybody to. Uh, go over to the corporate report and figure out a way to support him there. And he's, and it's not just, it's not just us. Like he's like, uh, I'll use the subtle cane podcast as an example. Okay. Uh, super, I, you know, it's, it's a great podcast, but he's just starting out. And James Corbett doesn't say like, Oh, well, how many listeners do you have? Like, what can I get out of it? Sure. He comes at, he's come on as a guest on the subtle game podcast twice, you know, like he, if James likes what you're doing and he can help by, you know, uh, doing an interview or promoting your, your podcast, he does it. He's not, uh, you know, it's not like a calculated thing. Like how do I increase my own exposure? So um so yeah he he's been more than generous with us so people should definitely support what he's doing because there's there certainly hasn't been anybody doing it better uh for longer than what he's been doing so you can he always says check it you know check it yourself do your own research but I'm still waiting for this story. Hey, you remember that story James Corbett was totally wrong about? <laughs> it's, it's not, uh, it doesn't really happen. So, yes, well, definitely agree with that point. Uh, but yeah, his Substack on the food thing, worth checking out if you haven't yet. And these uh, clips that I wanted to play uh, just a couple of them from the uh, extreme health radio podcast but this is just kind of the the main guy justin uh talking about enzymes on a recent episode um, he's not interviewing anyone he's just talking through it himself and i learned some stuff i thought people might be interested i kind of got interested myself i was this was uh, the last round of sickness, you know, a month ago or whenever. And a co-worker, a gal is pretty interested in alternative health and what have you. She's like, oh, are you taking digestive enzymes? Are you taking any enzymes? And I'm like, oh, I don't even know what those are. <laughs> so she's like, oh, they really help. So I started looking into them then. But uh, let's do... Um, Enzymes, what we do not know. Let's start out with that one. Enzymes are essentially just proteins, and they act as like catalysts. 
um, for accelerating chemical reactions inside the body, right? So they, you know, they need substrates to work, you know, uh, minerals and stuff like that, uh, B vitamins. Essentially, it con converts those substrates into different molecules. From my research, I know that we we've only identified about 5,000. Yet they say that there's over 10,000 that are yet to be identified. So this whole idea that people have all the answers to health, you know, it's just not true. You know, there's 10,000 enzymes that we don't even know about yet that do certain things in the body that have never even been identified. And so that just tells you right there that we're all just kind of doing our best, right? We're reading the research, we're looking at studies, we're reading books, we're experimenting, getting anecdotal evidence, trying new things, right? And doing the best we can to figure out how this body works. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That absolutely. there's <laughs> there's 10,000 enzymes they don't know what they do. And on a we'll play one other clip first, but I've got kind of a a point on that. Uh, let's do enzymes and transcription. The human body, man, the more you study it, it's just like, oh my gosh, like how incredibly complex. You know, everything is that, you know, people, when, when you reduce the human body to a machine, to me, that, that's doing such a disservice, not just to our bodies, but just treating it like a machine, like you can cut off an arm and put a new arm on. That's what the whole transhumanism thing is all about, is reducing us to a machine and just swapping out parts as if these parts don't have bioenergetic and traumas or energetic imbalances associated with them. And so there's so much going on inside the body. Like enzymes, for example, will turn on DNA and activate DNA and actually recode the DNA if there's transcription errors. Like, you know, in the ribosome of the cell, you get this transcription going on and the enzyme will make a copy of that through the RNA. And then it will actually, if there's, if there's any errors in the DNA, it will actually fix it. Um, and I think the, uh, I was looking at the research article, it was talking about how the, the error rate of that is one in 100 million. It's incredibly complex and incredibly smart. Hmm. So you've got enzymes with the capability of correcting transcription errors in your genome to an accuracy rate of one in a hundred million. Now, this kind of it, this brought to mind something that I heard from a uh, he was like a white hat hacker guy in security, like security for banks sure, and what have sure. you. And he said the error rate for um, computer code is one error in every hundred lines of code. Okay. And he said, it doesn't really matter what you do. It doesn't matter, you know, like it's going to be, you're going to have about that error rate. So all this mRNA stuff, they're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just treat it like a computer program that we can go in and rewrite and make it better. <laughs> Where are and, you going with this, Andrew? <laughs> and... Meanwhile, the human body can do it at an error rate of one in a hundred million and with computers, which by the way, a lot simpler system than the human body, they can't even figure out how to, how to write error free code for computers. 
much less the human body. So this is, so when we hear about CRISPR, you know, they fix one thing and it messes up a bunch of other stuff. That makes perfect sense. Like they, they don't have this stuff figured out. They you know, can't, you know. You said to me recently, within the last year or so, you said, you know, it's always darker than I thought. It's never, oh, the Bible's wrong on this thing and it's it's uh it's you know this this other thing isn't quite so bad it's like no the bible's right and it's dark <laughs> the reality is darker than i thought um i'm having the same kind of come to come to a realization about the human body man every time yeah you know i've been putting myself through training trying to do running trying to do stretching trying to do i'm not taking any kinds of crazy supplements or anything like that i'm, I'm eating regular food doing regular stuff just trying to exercise and you know, I've been sick a bunch this winter. It's been a struggle. But, like, the more you read about stuff, the more you try to exercise or do things, the more you hear some guy on the podcast talking about enzymes or, you know, copper deficiency or all these. Other, it's like there's a lot going on that we don't really understand. And modern medicine has led us astray from. I mean, we are, we don't even know our own bodies. Yeah. And we're, we're not even told to, like, pay attention to it right it's like like being healthy just means you're not sick at this particular moment (laughs) (laughs) like if you go to a doctor and you say like uh, you know i I don't feel that great they'll run some tests and be like oh well you know your heart's beating and your everything looks all right you're healthy like okay (laughs) so yeah there's the arrogance of the whole medical establishment is mind-boggling. Yeah. And um, like you were talking about uh, knee surgery, how that's changed. And the reason yeah. it's changed so much is because they used to think the connective tissue was just like no big deal. Just like cut through it. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like, And they would do these super invasive surgeries like thinking they're cutting through stuff that doesn't matter when it's, it matters. It all matters. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the same thing I, in school, the, cause oh, you know, Darwinian evolution. And so people developed from these, um, you know, fish basically. And so you got, Oh, that's where your tail used to be. And you've got all these internal organs that don't really do anything like how does that holding up through the the test of time? Are we down to? Do we even have any internal organs that they still claim don't do anything? Oh yeah, yeah, we do. There's the pancreas. No, not pancreas. Uh, maybe yeah, pancreas is that one of them? No. I, I mean, they still seem to think we could just take stuff out and no the, big deal. The spleen and the gallbladder, I think, are the only. Only only two left. We're, we're down to those two. There's just like no possibility that those have some. <laughs> Some important functions that we haven't figured out yet. Uh, yeah. I have a family member who doesn't have a gallbladder. They told me, like, I don't even use it for anything. I'm like, you have crazy bad uh, acid reflux now. So I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it's not for nothing. I mean, it, it could be connected. That's that's the other thing. We know the, prob- the problem. The problem is when you go to your family physician, they just want to shove a bunch of vaccines down your throat instead of actually talking to you about a whole health approach. Yeah. You know, I had a close family member. I 
don't remember if I said their name. I probably, I never say their name, but if I even identified their relationship to me when I spoke about this, but I had a close family member who was going through cancer treatment and taking radiation weekly or regularly. And they were told not to take, to to take, to stop taking all supplements, stop taking your multivitamins, stop taking Mm. your, you don't need that stuff while you're taking, you know, you're getting the radiation. We want this to work. We want to make sure it works. It's like, oh my gosh. Ah, uh, yeah. There's yeah. never a whole health approach. It's just a uh, this pill will fix it, right? And it's when you look, just you can't take any any seemingly simple thing like okay, eat food, digest food, get nutrients from it. Like there's a whole lot of stuff that has to go right in order for you to get the nutrients out of your food into your body where it's supposed to, you know, into the cells where it's supposed to go. And with the, I think, oftentimes intentional, but um, intentional or unintentional, there's a lot of toxins, a lot of stuff, a lot of junk getting thrown into our food supply that is messing that up. You know, glyphosate is, is not good for your digestive system, so... Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was another enlightening part of Adam Curry's interview on Joe Rogan. I don't, I, I guess you didn't listen to it, but uh, Adam's uh, straight carnivore. Do you know that? Oh uh, no, I didn't know. Yeah, he'd... him and no. Tina, him and Tina, his wife, have gone straight carnivorous. They're they're big in the beef initiative because that's all they're eating these days, and they can't. They've, oh, got, awesome. they've gotten to the point they can't even eat Costco or Walmart. You know beef because they're, they're just doing straight from the source no that's the way that stuff is so good man the and that's, beef initiative is it steak yeah so they it's kind of the best of both worlds because it's it's grass-fed but then they what they do is they finish it with organic corn mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah there you go so then you get like the, the sweet kind of the mainstream yeah like tender tender steak like you would get at a you know from omaha steaks or whatever but instead of being a bunch of gmo junk that they fed the cows it was actually high quality stuff so but if there's anybody to talk to about the the um carnivorous diet it's joe rogan because a lot of these dudes that come on his podcast jocko willinick and you know uh evan uh Hafer, the Black Rifle Coffee guy, and a lot of these dudes are like elk hunters and like real, like on warrior diets where you eat like one hour a day or you just eat meat. You know, <laughs> these kind of uh, hardcore dudes. And uh, yeah, they talk about, you know, carnivore diet and going on it and how clear they feel and how much better they feel. It's kind of, kind of blows my mind because our whole life we're taught, and I'm not saying all vegetables are bad or anything like that, but our whole life we're taught you got to eat your vegetables. You got to eat your vegetables to grow up big and strong and eat your vegetables. And it's like, there's people eating just meat now and they're getting enough micro macronutrients that they're not having any problems. And it's right. It's yeah. It's, I, I think a lot of it's, a lot of it is what you're getting, but then it's also what you're not getting because you're not getting yes, seed oils. That's a great point. Like you're not getting the processed sugar like, junk. Like, you know, if we, like if we traveled to Solomon's, you know, kingdom back in the Old Testament, we'd probably sit down and have you know some sort of meat, but there would be bread and other things with it, and there just there wouldn't be glyphosate, right? There wouldn't right. be 
all of the toxic chemicals. Whereas if you get a good animal that hasn't been poisoned in some way, then uh, that sort of thing is better for you. Anyway. Yeah, that's... Uh, if I get a tax refund, it's a beef initiative order, I think. But. There you go. I'm I'm trying to build muscle. I'm trying to run. Trying to get in better shape, and uh, I've been trying to eat. Good guideline is try and eat as many grams or 0.8 grams, uh, many grams of protein as you weigh. So they say 80 to 100 percent of the your weight in grams of protein per day, and that's the stuff that like builds muscle that your body really needs. You can use for energy and whatnot, and the rest of it's kind of. Uh, well, the rest of it's what the what the modern medicine or modern uh, American diet focuses on is like, you know, the the other stuff, carbs and chips and all the all the stuff. Yeah. So let's let's play the last enzymes clip, uh, talking about the interaction of uh, both prescription and non-prescription drugs with, and what it does to to enzymes. Things to consider um, when you don't want your enzymes to be depleted. So unfortunately, because of like the amount of toxins we're exposed to on a daily basis, I think there's 84,000 chemicals I read in commerce, 84,000 chemicals. And there's 60,000 chemicals in our food supply. I mean, it's unbelievable what we're exposed to. So environmental poisons and stress are huge. Um, and they inhibit the enzymatic creation, their function, and their lifespan as well. So these poisons and chemicals really do a number on the human body. Um, drugs as well. I mean, that's how drugs work. They shut off certain enzyme pathways to get a physical reaction. That, that's how drugs work. So if you're on any antibiotics, um, over-the-counter drugs, pharmaceuticals of any kind, drugs in general are going to shut down um, certain enzymes. And the thing to understand about that too is that you know they they do damage by shutting off certain enzymes, but then your body has to deal with that. So it's not like you take a Tylenol; it just goes through you. It on the way out, it destroys your liver. It throws off um, mineral um, reactions. I mean, it's like so. These drugs are, are really detrimental, and so you can imagine that the average person is on. I think if you're over the age of forty. The average person is on three to four pharmaceutical medications, which, by the way, have never been studied um, with each other. So there's never been studies on all these different variations of drugs people are taking. So that's just, whoa, dude. I don't know how people are living, to be honest. Uh, but then enzymes also get uh, depleted through stress, like I mentioned. Stress is huge. Drugs, chemical, environmental, uh, toxins. And then obviously pH. pH is a big one. Like, for example, the, like the pH of your stomach, you know, anytime it's between one and three, which is um, extremely acidic, then protease gets secreted, right? And so that's what helps you break down meat so or proteins into amino acids. And so if that doesn't happen, if your stomach acid is too high, if it's too alkaline, then protease will not get secreted. Then you eat a bunch of meat and then you get indigestion, you get bloating, and then you have food particles that possibly, if you have leaky gut, um, which you probably do, um, that could be getting into your bloodstream as well. And so, you know, making sure that you have good pH of your body is really important. Hmm. That was, that was another thing that, uh, Tyler mentioned 
on the last podcast, the average, you know, Americans got five to six pills now. That's, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And it is 100% true that they don't study them in combination with each other. You know, I can tell you from my my two weeks as a lab rat, <laughs> like just the fact I was taking a multivitamin was potentially disqualifying. Like, <laughs> so they it's a parallel to my story. They there. they test them in an environment that is so unrealistic to how they're actually being taken in the in the real world that it it's just not not valid information. I'm just thankful that they. They study uh, all the vaccines being taken in conjunction. Oh with yeah, yeah. That, so that they don't just like give. That's why God made. You, that's why God gave you two arms, that's Tim. Right. Yeah. One for the flu shot, one for the COVID shot. I'd like to see those oh, yeah. trials, clinical trials, so oh, yeah. people that were given both at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> so before we get an email, I'm going to throw this in the folder because I forgot before. So we'll, we'll put the enzymes episode in the show notes. <laughs> very good. Very good. Thank you. So. Never know when Reno is going to want to follow up on your, your research. Yeah, <laughs> just in case Reno, Reno wants some enzyme information. So it's kind of a different process for, for taking clips as opposed to just yeah. throwing stories in the yeah. folder. I so know. I know. I know. There was a time period I got lazy, but I was putting all the clips on the, the sh- in, like in the show notes as well. Each individual clip should probably get back to that. Did we talk about the, uh, Google, so-called Google whistleblower Zach Voorhees? No. I feel like we did a little bit. Okay. I don't think so, but... Anyway, so he's... We definitely covered the fake woman Facebook whistleblower. Remember that whole deal? Right, right. Yeah, that was was just a PR deal. I... This guy was a little bit more legit. Um or I think a lot more legit, but it was like Google fired me for being a conservative type deal. Okay. Uh, But he's got an interesting thread on the um, Parkland school shooting. Oh, interesting. And he, he shows like screenshots of blacklisted terms. Oh, uh, like from YouTube. YouTube. I don't know how you. Apparently, you can go into the. You know, back end on YouTube and see what what terms are blacklisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Hogg forgets his lines, <laughs> and then he shows like the video that they're trying to keep you from finding, okay. where he David Hogg forgets his lines, and. Then the the gal that I feel like we played that video back then where uh, she's talking about gunshots going off and there were multiple shooters. Okay. Oh. Because the 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 Parkland supposed lone gunman Nicholas mm-hmm. Cruz is asking um, not to be put to death for his his role in the Parkland shooting. So. 
he's basically saying there was other people involved and, you know, he's more of a patsy or what have you. So, which it seems like these school shooting things, man, there's always more to the story, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now there's something very, very nefarious with all these school shootings. Very, very (laughs) nefarious. Very, uh, sketchy. They're all extremely sketchy. So he, same guy, um, is doing like chat GPT stuff, kind of like Adam Curry is talking about on No Agenda. But um, he says Chat GPT will write a poem ce- celebrating a hypothetical communist revolution of the United States. But when asked to do the same about a hypothetical counter revolution, Chat GPT says it goes against its programming. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. There's a there's a few examples. Some of them, it's kind of interesting. I think, I think some of it is the programming of it, but I think a lot of it is just where it's pulling from. Like when you have the amount of biased mainstream media to pull from, like it, it's just pulling information from that. So if you're only pulling from you know, one side of the story. That's why they have a hard time uh, making the counter arguments there. But that makes sense. So, I've been uh, looking stuff up on Neva, where they have the Neva AI thing. Yeah. And oh, what was the? Uh, I looked up. I was just trying to find the website. So. Right. I was just putting in, uh, oh, not Washington Examiner, the uh, pundit. What's the, I don't know. Anyway, so it's like a conservative website, right? Mm-hmm. But but pretty normy. And it was like the Gateway Pundit. Oh, which yeah, we've, yeah. you know. We've done stories from there lots of times. It's Poso's stomping grounds, isn't it? Uh, probably. That sounds about right. So, its description of it was like, like a unreliable conspiracy mongering. I was like, what is? That? I was just looking for the. I was just looking for the URL, but thanks. For, so you know, it's it's like, would you like to offer the. Neva AI feedback on its on its answer like yeah like that seems like a pretty biased <laughs> biased response there but you know they were pulling from like the New York Times and Wikipedia or something like that so it's uh the ESG it's, stuff man they got everybody by the by the wallet yeah except the ESG stuff's not doing so well is it so then what do you do when, you know, there's a lot of people that they, they've got no morals whatsoever. It's just like, just want to make money. But if it's not making them money. Yeah, it's true. You know, like, is there a, is there a coal mine I can invest in? Yeah. You know? say, we can always count on Jamie Diamond to uh, figure out the best way to make money. <laughs> and if it's not ESG, then. Yeah. I the think it's. Lord. Yeah. It'll. It'll either collapse because the whole thing collapses or it'll collapse because 
you know, a couple big hedge funds and big banks say we're not playing, we're not playing that game anymore. We'll take the competitive advantage of, uh, you know, being able to invest in companies without BlackRock having driven up the price in them, and then all of a sudden, it all falls apart. So, yeah, I, um, speaking of BlackRock buying everything. I received my first, like, hey, you want to sell your house? Oh, buddy. Letter? Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) So. It's not BlackRock, though. It's probably just some local investor, right? Oh, I mean, it doesn't say, like, I'm from BlackRock. So, but, no, it's, like, I'm looking for properties to buy in your area. So, if you want to sell and don't want to go through the hassle of, you know, like getting the full market value and selling to someone who's actually going to live in the house, we'll just pay cash and be done with it. I'm not saying the BlackRock thing is, is it real? I absolutely, I think it is, but there's been real estate investors as long, you know, as long as there's been homes. I mean, it's a, yeah, there's a, I had a buddy who worked in that kind of weird, uh, in between area would knock on doors. Hey, Right. You, you want to sell your house? Like, yeah, there was a, a buddy of mine uh, just after college went into real estate, and that's what they were like. Okay, you walk down the street and knock on doors, see if anybody wants to sell their house. Like, yeah. Apparently, eventually, they knock on someone's doors. Like, yeah, how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like in today's day and age, it's got to be few and far between, but. Anyway, my yeah. point is not everybody that wants to buy your house is BlackRock, or maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you work for Pfizer by any chance? I am sponsored by Pfizer. Oh, <laughs> then I definitely want to sell my house to you. All right, man. Can you take us home? Yes. I don't think I've got anything else that is super important. Uh, check out the picture from um, Great Britain's news channel, NASA super camera picks up surprising image on the surface of Mars. Oh, there's been so many memes of this thing. It's like a dog. <laughs> there's it's a, a picture of a bear. A <laughs> bear, <like> a dog. <laughs> oh, come on now. Aye, aye, aye. Did you see the rainbow on Mars? <laughs> They're trying to explain away why there was a why the supposed Mars rover sent back an image that had a rainbow in it. We well, see because God flooded the Earth, and then He promised that if He wouldn't do, <laughs> oh wait, but it's it's a different planet. Oh, there was yeah. no flood. That's weird. Oh, that's man. That looks a lot, a lot like this place. Well, I think because you know the same people that can trace down like. A, a random street corner, you know, we'll find like where it is in the world in two hours. The, um, oh, fortune. Th- yeah. They, yeah, they've, they've figured out where the Mars, where Mars actually is like up in Canada, I think. So, oh. no, I don't think it, Mars is in Canada. I think it's in Ireland. Oh, I don't think so. No. Uh, I think it's because it's got to be like pretty barren. Yeah. I don't think you could find. 
Well, you just have to do some col- some tweaking of the color. You just got to hit night mode. Yeah, you got to do that anyway. You got to just like make it red. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, tweet from Rue the Tog. Respiratory contagion is a myth. So whatever they're trying to create in those labs will fail at making us all sick. Yes, they can poison us, but we can't consequently poison each other. Our bodies act as a filter. Uh, that's what sickness is. We are amazing or dead, not spreaders. So, which, I mean, you could debate that point of view, but uh, you don't end up like being afraid of being around people <laughs> with that point of view, which is probably um, probably beneficial. So. Amen. All right, I've been messing up on my verses of the day, but I got a verse. Got a verse. Oh, good. I feel like after our uh, several verses here, but I feel like after our guy said, "Read the book of Ephesians." Good luck. God bless. Oh yeah, yeah. Read. Get some Ephesians in there. There you go. Ephesians four twenty nine through. Excuse me. Ephesians four twenty through twenty four. Uh, but that is not the way that you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness." Excellent. Put on the put on the new self, which is not, which is infused with the Holy Spirit to uh, not sin and uh, to attempt to to radiate light to the world, bring light to the darkness. Salt and light. Amen. Amen. What good is salt if it's lost its saltiness? It's one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite kind of. Almost sounds like a non sequitur line from Jesus. What good is salt without saltiness? Yeah. But of course, it doesn't keep that the was meat kind of, from going bad, though. Kept the yeah, it will pretty much was the preservative. Which yeah. you know, if that was the only preservative we use now, um, probably be better off. Just amen to that. All right, man. Well, do we have anything else? Are we good. Good. All good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for doing the show. I'm glad that you are feeling better. And uh, yeah, if we uh, can string together an <laughs> amount of days where each member of our family is well enough, we should actually all hang out sometime. <laughs> yes, that would, that'd be good. Hopefully, um, you know, ear tubes will mean. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, fewer ear infections and. And more healthy time. So yeah, I'm gonna say a quick prayer. Dear Lord, uh, look after um, Andrew's youngest daughter as she goes into surgery, and uh, pray that you just uh, guide the doctor's hand and uh, heal her through this surgery, that she may no longer be in pain. Pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well. All right. Hopefully all that goes well. I'm sure it will. And uh, we'll see everybody back next week. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. 
To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-